So he like blows out the candle, turns around, rips off his t-shirt. And I was like, yes. But as he like reaches his arms down to, to start to rip off his t-shirt, the focus on the camera changes to focus in on the rose and the candle that he had blown out. So he was blurry. And so all you could see was his blurry back. And it was just so unfair because the whole movie he was wearing these tight Henley shirts. You didn't even get a blurry six pack. Hi, Thirsties. Welcome to the Thirsty for Hallmark podcast. I'm Charlie, and I'm here with a special guest host, Leah. Hello, hello. We just watched The Baker's Son. We're a little bit late, but better late than never, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to Brian. <laughs> Mary couldn't be here today because she is getting ready to move and she's really busy. As you know, we rate our movies on a five cupcake rating system. How many cupcakes do you give The Baker's Son? I'm going to give it three cupcakes because it was... A little long for me. It took about an hour into the movie to actually kind of get to the point of the good bread and the actual them realizing they're in love with each other, which we knew all along. Actually, I give it three cupcakes too. Okay, great. <laughs> I really love the writing. I thought it was funny. And the story did hold my attention for a while, but then there were these weird things that would happen that just threw it off the rails. And like you said, it just dragged on forever. We want to see the love happen. So The Baker's Son is about... A baker named Matt who lives in a on an island near Seattle called Windward Island. But Windward Island is doing really badly tourist-wise. Nobody wants to visit and will need money. And Matt's best friend is Annie, and she owns a restaurant. They have this really great friendship, and they watch movies together every week. But neither of them can ever keep a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Well, let's talk about the fact that Matt's last girlfriend broke up with him because of his relationship with Annie and their weekly movie nights. Mm. She was a little jealous. And they're just like, hmm, how odd. And Annie's having all these problems with her restaurant pretty much because of Matt and his dating life. <laughs> <laughs> so then this ballet company comes to town. Some rich woman has an estate there. She hosted this ballet company to come create a new work. He sees one of the dancers, this hot blonde named Nicole, and starts asking Annie for help and trying to meet her and talk to her and then they eventually date but during that process Matt kind of flubs it up all the pickup lines he's using are falling flat and he's really nervous and really takes him coming to his bread and him serving her bread <laughs> at 5 a.m in the morning yeah and because because he's he's like because he has such a big crush on her his bread suddenly tastes amazing his french father tells him that it's because he's in love. So now Matt starts to believe that his bread is really good because of his gluten use Nicole, I guess. <laughs> and then word spreads about how delicious the bread is. There's a newscaster from Seattle who comes to cover the ballet. And while he's there, he gets some bread and he tastes the bread and he thinks it's so great that he talks about it on the show. So then the town is flooded with tourists who are just clamoring for this bread. And he single-handedly saved the town. After they perform the ballet, he goes to tell Nicole that he's in love with her and she stops him and is like, actually, I'm leaving. We're going on tour. Peace. And he's really sad. And the next day, everybody can taste the bread is bad. And suddenly everybody leaves town. Nobody wants the bread. They show the restaurant <laughs> where they serve the bread and nobody has touched the bread that came or with like their meals. like one bite taken out of the slices. Meanwhile, while he was dating Nicole, Annie realized that she's 
actually in love with him. Her friend had been telling her for years, but she didn't believe her. But then it, it hit her. And instead of telling him, she's just being really pissy. So she decides to sell the restaurant. While the business was booming, somebody offered to buy it. She actually wants to be a painter. She never wanted to own a restaurant. It was her family's. So she decides to sell the restaurant and go to Paris. But before she does, she has a big fight with Matt. After that fight, he bakes the most delicious bread he's ever made. And the townspeople help him figure out that he's in love with Annie. He walks through the town with all the townspeople behind him to catch her ferry before she can leave and go to Paris. And then I was talking about the fact that Matt can't swim. It's a theme throughout the movie. The ferry's leaving and Annie's on the ferry and he starts to act like he's going to jump in the water and swim after the ferry. What is he, Michael Phelps? <laughs> swim after a ferry? He's not going to catch that ferry. But Annie was not on the ferry Twist as time. they made it look. So she comes out of the crowd, he expresses her love and they start making out on the dock and everybody's happy. And that was The Baker's Son. The Baker's Son. That's pretty much it, right? Pretty much it. I think one thing that we forgot to mention is the townspeople were freaking out because their pioneer days were coming up and there was a big national TV show coming to talk about the bakery. And that's when the turn happens of his bread being bad. Oh. The whole town was behind him and trying to help him find love to make the bread better, which I thought was one of the better plots. Now it's time where we talk about who are these people. The leading lady was played by Eloise Mumford, who I had never seen before. Have you seen her? No, she kind of looks like Rachel McAdams. She starred in a TV show called The River on ABC uh, and then on a show called Lone Star. She was in all three Fifty Shades movies. The acting was better. In she played the roommate, movie. the girl's roommate. I haven't seen them, oh. but I'm just reading that. I thought, I thought she was decent. I, I wasn't annoyed. Well, Matt was played by Brant Doherty, who is most famous for being Noel Kahn on Pretty Little Liars. And I know you didn't watch Pretty Little Liars, but Noel Kahn was this like confusing, mysterious character on that show, who from the first episode to the last, he was always coming in and out. He wasn't quite a main character. He would just pop in every, every so often. And sometimes he was really evil. And sometimes he seemed good. And you could never tell what the truth was behind him. How many pretty little liars did he date on the show? That's another weird thing about him. I don't think he did date them. Oh. He was like super hot, yeah. but like weirdly asexual. I would need a Pretty Little Liars expert to weigh in because I, just, I cannot remember if he dated anybody, but I really don't think he did. When I watched that show, I read this blog that did a recap of it every week and they always called him the sunscreen model. And I never knew why and I still don't. You're lucky you didn't watch last week's movie, You Had Me at Aloha. I just love the titles of all Hallmark movies. <laughs> thing is, I thought last week had a better story, but it was all ruined because, because the actor was not hot. And this movie had maybe a weaker story, but the actor is so hot, so smoking hot, that I didn't really care. And I thought he was a great actor. He was so funny. I got actually kind of annoyed with his like endless positivity. It kind of got to be a little annoying in the beginning. Come on, Annie, you can do it. Be positive. <laughs> well, some other things he's been in are Army Wives. Oh, he was on Dancing with the Stars. I forgot about that. Seventh place. Oh, he was in Fifty Shades Freed. You need to watch the Fifty Shades I know. series. And Hallmark-wise, he was in Mingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been in a bunch of up TV Christmas movies. Mingle All the Way was about a woman who makes a dating app that's like kind of like Tinder, but it's for finding a date specifically for a holiday party. I love that idea. <laughs> and she's the creator of the app, but she has to try it out, and so he's her date. Okay, that and weddings. <laughs> <laughs> what we need the app for. 
now that we know who the leads are, who would you give the Oscar to? Okay, I had a toss-up, but I'm going with Walt, the mayor slash insurance agent slash, what was his other title? Regardless, he, I felt, tried so hard for the town, and his character had some really happy moments, had a little creepy moment there when he shows up in Matt's house while he's sleeping. <laughs> I just thought he was probably one of the more entertaining characters of the show. It was either that or Jean-Pierre, Matt's dad. Those were my choices, but I'll, I'm going to go with Walt. Interesting. I'm giving the Oscar, my Oscar, to Nicole. I really liked her. Oh, did you? Okay. Why? I liked her because she looked really sweet, like the girl next door, but then she was all sassy. She did have a little sassy bite to her. And I thought her sassiness worked. I thought it was just... Made her more relatable. Yeah. Than the statuesque ballerina love object. And then she also danced on point, even though it was that really horrible. The back <laughs> The back Heard around Hallmark. <laughs> I have that on my list. Okay, well, congratulations to Walt and Nicole. <laughs> I know to say Nicole was in the movie. I, I still haven't seen it. It's one of the sequels to Center Stage. Oh. It's called Center Stage on Point. Okay. And she's one of the dancers in it. And also Chloe from Dance Moms is in it. And so I really want to watch it. Um, now it's time for one of our favorite segments, Homemade or Hostess. Ooh. The homemade are things that we really like, like a homemade cupcake. Uh, hostess are things that we didn't like so much from the movie. Why don't you start? Why don't I start? One of the homemades I love is all the baskets. <laughs> the delivery truck is filled with these baskets of bread. <laughs> I just don't see that any day, anywhere. <laughs> where do they get all these baskets and where do they store them? Because the baker didn't look that big. <laughs> I also, one of the homemades I loved was the covert operation to find Matt Love. All, all the men of the town, they, they put Matt's profile out on all the dating apps. And then all these kind of sassy women start showing up in town and one's the bartender's cousin, one's Walt's cousin, one's the sheriff's cousin. <laughs> At one point, Matt says, um, you know how many cousins I've met this week? Eight. <laughs> Caught on pretty fast. The first one I thought really was his cousin. <laughs> was she? No. Because he's standing at the pier and he has her photo <laughs> looking for her to get off the ferry. <laughs> I always miss these details. Okay, my first starts with the homemade where I really like how they have this weekly movie night. But that was really cute. But then they're talking more about the movies and he says, your taste in movies is terrible. So you're going to tell me they've been watching a movie every single week since they were 10. And they don't think they're in love. <laughs> and they don't like the same kind of movies. How long would that movie night last with two people who like vastly different movies? No. Mm -mm. Uh, a hostess for me is oh my god that one scene where he was getting this bread platter ready for Nicole when he invited her to come and she didn't show up so he like blows out the candle, turns around, rips off his t-shirt. And I was like, yes. But as he like reaches his arms down to, to start to rip off his t-shirt, the focus on the camera changes to focus in on the rose and the candle that he had blown out. So he was blurry. And so all you could see was his blurry back. And it was just so unfair because the whole movie he was wearing these tight Henley shirts. You didn't even get a blurry six pack, a blurry back. What's yeah. that all about? Oh my God. Another... I was so mad. Sometimes you do get 
shirtless on Hallmark. Another thing about that scene that I didn't get is when he was getting ready for the date, he changed his shirt, but he like pulled a shirt out of a dresser. I was like, where'd this dresser come from in the bakery that he just happens to have a shirt in? <laughs> like, does he live in the bakery? Um, one of the hostesses for me was the handshake. Like, what are we, 12 year old boys? Like after a basketball game? <laughs> like, just... That's one of the devices that separates a Hallmark movie from a movie you go to the theaters to see. He's a little quirky. It's just a little bit like amateur. Maybe does that solidify that they've been friends since 10? They've had this handshake since they were 10? Yeah, <laughs> that people never ever would ever do. Multiple times a day. <laughs> one other hostess I had was Annie's hair. Like it always yeah. just looked like they just did one half a curl on a curling iron and left it at that. The only time it really looked good was I think when she went on one of the dates with the choreographer. Yeah. But the rest of the time it was just kind of this weird one little half curl throughout all of her hair. And Hallmark ladies have nice hair, I feel like, in all the movies. They all have really You know who had nice hair? Nicole. Nicole, yeah, Nicole had great hair long and curled correctly <laughs> a homemade for me is when she was dating the choreographer and he was walking her home to her house and he wanted to, her to let him in to show him some paintings yeah the and i was like oh yeah let's let's show some paintings yeah and then a hostess related to that is he later offered to show her paintings to his gallery friends that happens so often in these movies leah does it i completely missed that Oh, it happened in Beverly Hills Wedding. Some random person just happens to have all these gallery friends and get them into a gallery. I'm surprised it didn't happen, though. Who has all these gallery friends? It's just a little too convenient for me. It is. A hostess for me is when Nicole said, you sound surprised. Surprised. But she surprised. Have a D on the end. It was just like surprise. Oh, I didn't notice that. I just yeah. noticed the R. Surprise. No, she didn't even like put an end to it. The hostess for both of us, I think, is the choreography. Yes. Aside from the point shoes, just it was very basic choreography, like dance recital. Yeah, it was a lot of walking, a lot of like just picking up and walking around in circles. No real big flashy spins or leaps. Which is funny because when the choreographer describes the theme of the dance, it's supposed to be this passionate, love-torn story. She's trying to choose between two men, and both the men look like 12-year-old boys. There was a movie last Christmas called The Christmas Waltz, where Lacey Chabert did this big ballet thing at the end, and it was so bad. But that movie, the main actor was a real dancer, and he had this big dance solo at one point, and that was good. This was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> It was actually bad to have both of those things in that one movie. Oh, and then another hostess for me was Annie's sweater set. How many, how many sweater sets with bad curly hair can this girl go through? <laughs> and they were all the pastel. Annie was always very pastel. And Nicole showed up in like bright red dresses and sexy jumpsuits. Nicole <laughs> came out in that white dress with cleavage almost to her belly button. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And then they went to lunch at a cafe. Oh, but we mentioned before the back bend. Yes. We were bend. we were just like basically throwing tomatoes at the TV <laughs> during this choreography section. And then she did the back bend and we were like, what? Her head almost touched her butt. Yeah. There, I just loved the funny lines in this movie. There was one that Walt said. He said something about like how he was desperate to revive the town. And he said, I will ford every mountain. I will climb every stream. That is why he won the Oscar for me. <laughs> so committed and passionate. And then I like this line that Annie said. when she was giving him advice on how to woo Nicole. She goes, you could try baking for her. I bet she'd kill for a carbohydrate. <laughs> yes. Uh, a hostess for me, I guess, maybe they didn't want to be predictable, but my prediction was that he was going to fall in the water again. She was going to save him again. Oh, that would have been a good one to prep for this 
I watched the behind the scenes and they actually brought in a professional bread maker to coach Brant Doherty on the techniques of baking bread. You know, my friend Alicia, who listens to the podcast. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Alicia. She is a pastry chef and she's always bemoaning their baking techniques in these movies. Like she says they hold the pastry bags wrong and like they're always baking with their hair down. <laughs> <laughs> so we need Alicia to weigh in and see how good his techniques were. Oh, a hostess I have, the girl's best friend. She was pregnant for so long. In the first scene, they talked about how she looked like she was about to have the baby, right? <laughs> and then weeks and weeks go on. Her belly is the same size. I, homemade for me is that she did not have the baby. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> there was enough honestly, going on with Pioneer Day. I thought that was going to be like the kind of cuspus of all the drama is like Pioneer Day happens. The baby's there. Annie can't leave because she's taking her to the hospital. Matt goes to the hospital, professes his love. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Another thing I had, I don't, I don't know if this is a hostess, more of a general question. So Annie every morning is out on this little dog painting. Is it the same painting she's trying to improve on? Or is it a different painting that just looks like all the others? It looks exactly the same to me. Yeah, it, it never changed. I have to say point. I like that painting. I do like the painting, but it never changed for as much as she was working and on it. And then the one on her easel in her studio never changed either. It no. was just, that one was not so good. That was like the birds that you learned to, to draw when you're five. <laughs> just like an upside down W. When she had the bigger one, when she opened her front door, there was like the big one on the wall too. Well, now it's time to talk about who we would play in this Ooh. movie. I want to hear yours. So the rich woman we mentioned earlier, Mrs. Dean, I think. Dean, Mrs. Yeah. Dean had a fluffy white dog. And one Dean of the earliest... <laughs> one of the early scenes you see this gay guy walking him across a lawn and I was like oh that's me and I didn't realize the dog was going to become an important part of the movie but the guy didn't <laughs> and then at the end when she's leaving the island he's carrying the luggage like in a very awkwardly way he doesn't have it over his shoulders or like hanging by his side he has his arms bent and they're kind of like looped over his shoulder <laughs> just walking with this huge smile on his face <laughs> so I was Mrs. Dean's butler butler assistant Dog walker. Um, Leah, you had, I have two parts for you. Okay. Are you going to say them or am I? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. What was this? What was the scene with the screaming? When they announced that when they announced that the national TV show was coming to town, when Mr. Duval got the call at the bakery and everybody, oh, was, everybody right. was lined up to get their bread. And he gets this important call. And he yells out to all the customers, we're going to be on TV. We're going to be on Get Up and Go America. <laughs> and this short-haired woman in the front just goes crazy. What? Like Beatlemania. <laughs> I didn't even notice her. She was like, to rewind it. it was like that, you know that SNL sketch of Oprah giving away the cars? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get a car. You get a bread. You get a roll. You get a baguette. And their eyes just like <laughs> pop out of their heads and their, their heads explode. <laughs> That was their first lady. And then she came back later to buy bread she, on the first date was bad. Yeah, I, I love a repeat regular, a repeat extra. extra I but I think your true character is Lisa, the second of the cousins that we met. The bartender's cousin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I picked her for you because you also have like a gluten allergy. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was the funny part. The character, she's like, oh, you make bread. She's like, well, I'm allergic to white flour, but I'd love it if you'd make me a pumpernickel. Oh, I do have some um, Hallmark Insider information from our favorite listener, Sheila. Hi, Sheila. That Kevin McGarry is going to be in a new Hallmark movie based on these like steamy romance novels called Long Tall Texan. Ooh. It's a series <laughs> and I actually bought one to give to Mary. Long Tall Texan. Long Tall Texan. 
And she said, um, she's pretty interested in what, how they're going to adapt the books. I think it's Are they pretty steamy? kind of dirty. Yeah. I might have to read one. Fifty Shades. Huh? But Leah, you said you have some ideas. What do you think happens okay, so to Annie and Matt one year later? One year later, I think they combine the bakery and the restaurant to make it one big entity. And people are going to be able to know how their relationship is going based on the taste of the bread. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Walt is going to run for a bigger office. I think Walt has bigger things ahead of him. <laughs> Do you think the best friend is ever going to have the baby? I think if we saw them a year later, she'd probably be pregnant again. <laughs> and it would last forever. Mary usually figures out a way for them to get engaged. He puts the ring in a loaf of bread. Okay, here. He puts the ring in bread. She takes a bite before he can get down on one knee, chips a tooth, has to be rushed to the one dentist in this town. And while these, he's like working on her mouth, he gets on one knee and proposes. <laughs> And she has to answer with like the dentist's hands in her mouth. She's like, ah, I like him. Maybe Walt is the dentist. <laughs> Maybe Walt's the dentist too. Yeah, that's his third job. What do you think will happen with um, Jean-Pierre and Mrs. Dean? Oh yeah, that secondary romance. I could see them just like, traveling just the world. off and living their best life. You know, next week, the movie is called Her Pen Pal. This one looks good. Yeah. Also, France and Paris-based or themed. I saw the preview for that. That looks, that looks good. And they are both good looking. I don't know who the guy is, but the woman, Mallory Jensen, was in a uh, really good uh, Christmas movie last year on the 12th date of Christmas. she meet Ringle all the way, or was that an organic date? <laughs> she played a scavenger hunt game designer. How do you get that job? It was this company that just did scavenger hunts in the city of Chicago. You would have thought it was Google by the offices. It was this huge, multi-story, very modern... A pool table and a cereal bar? Oh, yeah, they had all this... I think they did. Like, they would not give her a chance. So they finally, they let her design this scavenger hunt with this other guy. And at first he was pissed because he had more experience than her. And then they fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> and like every single place that they went was related to that song so like they took a cooking class to make french chicken like three french hens <laughs> instead of five golden rings i think it was an ice rink and the best part of that movie is she goes yeah i used to ice skate i used to be able to do an axle and they're like can you still do it oh, <laughs> and then no. she whipped out an axle but then the behind the scenes for that she actually had never ice skated before in her life because she's actually Australian. Oh. Uh, so they showed how they did it with the double and she was like standing on a platform. And just sitting. <laughs> did they bring in a real double of a... Yeah, because if you watch the, the movie, you see somebody doing an axle. Yeah. She lands and there's a close-up and she looks all happy. <laughs> I still have a dream of learning an axle. You totally could. You have, I used to be able to do, actually, I used to be able to do one on rollerblades, but it, was, it wasn't Olympic worthy. I have heard early reviews that this movie's really good. So I'm excited. Right. And then it's a very exciting movie, Sand Dollar Cove. Ooh, this one, Chad Michael Murray. It's the classic Hallmark tale of a hotel developer <laughs> coming to a small town and wanting to build a hotel on it. Literally, is it an we would inn, be rich. Or is it a bread, bed and breakfast? No, no I think yet. it's a corporate. Uh, I think what like they what they'll do is yeah they'll, they'll they'll be like a big estate at some in some small town and or a castle the town's fighting it but also the town's poor and they need the money that's not what I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Chad Michael Murray and Ali Machalka. looks like they have pretty good chemistry from the previews too did you ever see Easy A yes she plays the best friend in Easy A oh, the curly hair I didn't realize yeah that. I thought she was you so good in that movie. Ali Michalk was best known for, well, she's best known for being an Ally and AJ, the hit Disney musical group. But before that, or during that, she was on Phil of the Future, which was this TV show I love. It was the Disney Channel original TV show. 
It was about this family that was from the future and somehow they traveled back in time and they were stuck. But they still had a bunch of their futuristic things. Like, like what was one of their futuristic things? There was a machine to cook dinner right away. Like okay. things like that. Right. It was kind of like the Jetsons. Yeah. But and they were living in present. Present. And the, the guy in it was really cute. And she played a normal person who was like his best friend slash love interest. They have like a Ross and Rachel thing. Right, right. And he had this really funny little sister. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we Bill of the Future. I, I do see clips of it on my TikTok every so often. <laughs> it was a good show. Well, that's about us. That's, that's about <laughs> it for us. Leah, thank you so much for being a guest. I'm so happy to be guest here. Host. Guest host. Yay. I'm happy to be here. Look forward to coming back and watching another Hallmark movie with you, Charlie. Yes. Remember, everybody, stay, stay thirsty. thirsty. I'm pretty sure he said, so, and you know, Dan says this, there's this step called Ron de Jean, and I think he said Jean de Ron. I'm pretty sure, and I should have rebound it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is a passionate love affair. You're torn between two 12 year olds. <laughs> Where did they find these kids? They're probably like local islanders of the island they actually filmed it on, dance troupe. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, the first movie of 2021 was about ballet. It was called Taking a Shot at Love, and it was about a hockey player who takes ballet class to, to, uh, to recover from an ankle injury. The classic hockey love tale of all time. Yes. <laughs> but the school did this recital. It was all children, and it was a hundred times better than the choreography in this totally movie. I totally see that 100%. <laughs> I am not a professional dancer. I am not about. I did take ballet as a child, and I probably did that routine. <laughs> it was not exciting at all. I remember in the one scene, the the pregnant lady husband, he's falling asleep. I mean, I think we would have been too. Yeah, I probably would have left and gone to the bar, but. <laughs>